You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 42. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I'm Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. Great to be with you. It's good to be back doing another show, Chris. Yes, and I'm rather intrigued by where you want to take us today, because you've been doing a lot of research, a lot of preparation for your own activities about coaching, and you want to kind of explain that, unpack that a bit for us today. Yeah, look, I want to talk about what is coaching. And what is coaching? What is coaching? Well, what is coaching? And and look, it's a, it's um it's it's a question that people have when I tell them what do I do. And I was at the the hairdresser uh, a few weeks back, and uh, you wouldn't really? know you paid money for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I walked right into that one, and her, her, her jaw just about dropped to the floor when I said that I was I was a life coach, and um, that I particularly help specialize in helping men to get harmony in their home and their work without losing themselves. And her floor just, and her mouth just about dropped to the floor. For most of our listeners, we have this idea of what a coach is, and particularly we think about it from a sporting sense. Well, that's, that's about the only way in my mind. If someone said he was a coach, I'm, I'm just picturing a bloke with a whistle on the sidelines waving his arms or with a bunch of people making them jog five miles or something. That's right. And then others will think about a coach as being a counsellor. Yeah, I guess so. I, uh, yeah. That's sometimes sort of sometimes people think, oh, is that like counselling? Yep. Uh, and others would think, okay, well, was that like being a mentor or was that like being a consultant? So... So one of the things I want to do is to contrast coaching with those because there are elements, there are overlaps with them, but they're not all the same. And uh, and secondly, I want to talk about what its strengths are and its limitations. So uh, so if you're listening, you're thinking about, well, okay, that's something which might be can help me, or maybe it's I want to know more about what coaching is. I want to know whether the need that I have fits into the coaching, or it fits into counselling, or it fits into mentoring. Then well. And the course of the next 25 minutes or so, help you to, to get that understanding. So just help me then, as I tune into where you're at with this, who do you see, in, in terms of the idea of being a life coach, who do you see actually needs coaching? Because a lot of people would tend to feel like, especially if they're the alpha male kind of person, I don't need help from nobody, you know, so. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that, that is very true. That's very true. And that's, and that's one of the issues that we have. Uh, particularly in Australia, I think, is that we think that it is a good thing to be a lone soldier. Hmm. If you have to get help, well, there's something wrong with you. Exactly, you know? mm-hmm. exactly. But that's not the way that we're made. That's not the way God intended us to operate. You know, I mean, it's a different context in the context of marriage, but in the very start when Adam was in the garden, God said to him, it's not good for man to be alone. And, you know, it's it's not an ideal way for us to function to operate as a lone soldier, as a Robinson Crusoe, and this is where this is one of the areas where coaching can can really help. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, there's Bob Nardelli, who was a uh, an executive in the U.S. A GE for he quadrupled their their revenues, uh, their profits over a, over a period of a number of thirty years that he was there. Uh, some people hate him, some people love him, but he does have a a great sense of what what coaching is, and he says that. That he is firmly of the view that people, unless coached, will never reach their their potential. And so I'll leave that hanging there for a moment. I'll go back and talk about what coaching is and what it's not. So people 
who are not being coached. People, unless coached, will never reach Unless they're their coached, potential. they won't reach their full potential. That's a pretty challenging kind of thought. It's a pretty it? challenging sort of comment. We'll come to that okay. back a little bit while, a little while. So let's talk about, first of all, what coaching, what coaching isn't. And it's an odd thing, and sometimes the criticism that coaching gets is that it's defined by what it is not yeah. rather than what it is. But, but it is worthwhile making this distinction. So first of all, it's not counselling. So counselling is typically... Uh, I'll probably have some counsellors who will shoot at me, shoot me down for this. But the way we typically think about counselling is it's about healing. It's about healing something which has gone wrong at some yeah. moment in the past. Or problem solving, some specific problem that has to be addressed. That's right. There's something that has happened which is which has caused some sort of problem and you're wanting to get back to some whole level, whether it's emotionally, uh, whether it's... Um, uh, whether it's psychologically, mentally, you're wanting to get back to being whole. I th- I think of it I think of it as as there's a hole in the ground and you're stuck in the hole and the counselor is standing on the level ground and is reaching down to help to pull you out. Okay. Okay. So that's so what you're that's picturing what, is the counselling. That's package. that's an easy way of thinking about okay. it. Whereas coaching is about it's not about diving into the past. So a coach is not trained in those those uh, those techniques that a counselor is for healing a person mm-hmm. okay uh, a coach is all about looking forward to the future and it could be that you're stuck in some area of your life maybe you're stuck in your business and you need to you're just you've got to a certain level and you've just plateaued and you just can't work out how to move it to that next level no matter what you've tried it just hasn't worked so a coach can come alongside and can help you to see new perspectives can help can brainstorm strategy with you um can, can through the process of, of coaching, can help you to finally get unstuck and get to where you want to be. So that's in the context of of business. And so we're finding that uh, it's, well, the coaching is still a little bit in the Wild West. It's not as regulated as what counseling is. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of people who call themselves coaches, but where coaching is most developed is in the corporate world. And there's somewhere around about 40% of the of the, the top 500 companies in the US are using coaching regularly in their businesses to to increase the productivity and the effectiveness of the of the employees. It's mostly it's mostly been the senior executives, but is now filtering, it's filtering down. further down. Well, you use the uh, the picture of someone down a hole needing to be lifted up. I, I guess that when someone says coaching, the picture I imagine is say, a long-distance runner who's out on the track mm-hmm. and someone's jogging along beside them and actually saying, okay, drop your hands a bit lower. Okay, lift your head up a bit more. The sort of coaching okay, is... Okay, so is that's, of... that's mentoring. Oh, that's... Okay. So, that's, so that's, more, that's more mentoring. Mentoring is where you have a subject matter expert, okay. a level of seniority, if you like. So sports yeah. coaches typically... You look at Real Madrid, for example. Their coach, Zinedine Zidane, is one of the world's top five to ten players ever. And so he's got the respect of the players. He's, by self-admission, is not a great strategist, but he's got the respect of the players. And when he speaks, they listen because of that respect. And they want to follow in his footsteps in terms of being as successful as what he is. So he's a subject matter expert. And, he's, and so he's, he's really a mentor to those, to those players. He so, has some specialist coaches around him, but he's really, he's really a mentor. So a mentor is when you've got a junior and a senior and you're looking to bring somebody forward in a particular area of expertise. Okay, so that's different again. So just So that's the so that's mentoring. Define that the, the distinction then. The, okay, so with coaching, with coaching the the partnership is more or less equal. Okay. Okay, and so the coach is not the expert in your situation. 
So the, the coaching assumes that you are the expert in your own life, right? The coaching assumes that you are the one who knows what's going on in your life and, and the intricacies of how it's all working together. And, and the coach's job is really to help draw a lot of that out, to build perspective, um, to help you to overcome obstacles, but not to tell you what to do. Whereas a mentor, and then we get also get to a consultant. A consultant is like a doctor who is a subject matter expert on your problem, on the problem that you've got, and provides you with a solution. You do what they say, you go away and do it, and so on. But with a coach, a coach is not the subject matter expert on your particular problem, and that's why a coach can coach you in a whole range of areas. And typically, in coaching involves your whole life that the client wants to bring into it. So you might be coaching somebody on career development. But it will also touch on what's happening in their family, um, what's happening in their personal life and so on, so that the, the client gets a more full and accurate perspective about the decisions that they make, how they will affect the other areas of their life as well. Can I ask them the cynical question? Yeah. If a coach doesn't really have the subject matter expertise that I need, mm-hmm. if he can't pull me out of the pit and fix up the past problems... What the heck can you do? Okay, so so firstly, the firstly the coach is not pulling you out of the pit. That's the that's, that's the what cou- I mean. If, if, that's if, the counselor. That's what, if he can't okay. do those other things, okay. So well. so fundamentally, some people aren't ready to be coached. Okay. So if somebody needs to be pulled out of a hole back onto level ground, they're not willing to make changes in their lives. They're not willing to step out of their comfort zone. They're not willing to consider new perspectives. They are unwilling to open up and talk about sensitive areas of their lives, then they're not ready to be coached. So how would a coach function? You're saying that the coach comes along as an equal, you know, mm-hmm. not, not, a, not a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. So how does the coach help you get anywhere you couldn't have got yourself? Uh, so so have, you ever, have you ever said to yourself, I've got all these things I need to do, but I just can't get them done? Mm-hmm. Have you ever said to yourself, oh, look, I know what I need to do, but I can't do it? Yeah. Well, so one of the areas that a coach helps helps you is to actually help you to get those things done mm-hmm. through through um, through various tools, which some of them got some overlap with with counselling, uh, but even just simply accountability. So one of the areas where a coach is effective is being an accountability partner. So it will help you to help you to develop smart goals, uh, and then help to hold you accountable to get them done, and. You can see how that would be very effective, especially in a, in a business sense, because if the company is the sponsor and they're paying a coach to then work with some of their employees, then and the an employee says, okay, well, these are the goals that I want to I wanna achieve in my work. And okay, uh, let's work out some smart goals. You work out some smart goals, but then they they procrastinate, they refuse to do them just because, oh, they just keep putting them on the back burner, then you can see how that would then flow back through to their relationship with their with their employer, who is then paying for the coaching. But it also works with just you and me. If we're coaching, we're coaching on a relationship side of things. If we're coaching on a health matter, then at the end of the day, the, the client or the coachee has to really want to make a change in some area of their life. It's not the coach's job to force change. Somebody, you need to really want that change. So let's say that you were overweight and you wanted to lose some weight. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Pick another subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. 
Let's, so let's say let's say there was you had a goal yeah. goal of losing some weight. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, how actually committed are you to actually wanting to get to that goal? How serious are you? Is it just lip service? Is it just something that you're going to try and do, but you're going to give up as soon as it gets hard? A coach can actually help you to, if you really have that commitment, can help you to build that commitment to maintain focus on why that is actually important to you, how it's going to affect your life, how it's going to affect the lives of those around you. So maintain that that motivation, that vision, and help you to overcome the obstacles that come up and actually get it done. So can I summarize that by saying, in one sense, the value of the coach is that two heads are better than one? Well, it's one of the the benefits. And so one of the criticisms that might come up and does come up was then, well, aren't you just paying for a friend? And... In a sense, there are many overlaps between what a, a friend is and what a coach is. But the difference the difference is that a if you go to a friend for help, then and if it's a sensitive area, then it can be something that you don't actually want to open up to. Secondly, it can change the nature of the relationship. Yeah. It's no longer two co-equals and having a friendship, but now you've got maybe one which feels like he's superior to the to the one getting some help. And uh, and the third aspect is that a coach is that a friend can get very can have a uh, what's the word for it can be um, can be impacted by the decisions can be too invested in the decisions that their, their other friend is making and so but with a coaching relationship the coach is detached from that and while the coach is very keen on the client making progress and reaching their goals they are ultimately detached from it and not responsible. For what the client does. So the coach, the professional coach, doesn't have the same level of emotional buy-in, has, doesn't have all those stakes in, in, in the deal, yeah. and isn't going to let that mess with the way they give support That's uh, right. by, by feeling emotional values that, that, that a friend would feel. Yeah. That's right. So I had, a, I had a client who was wanting to spend some more time with his son before he went off to the Marines, and she was trying to work out how to do that. And through the course of that, she got quite emotional because it was something very important to her now uh, if that had been a conversation with one of her friends then they, she may not have made very much progress because they would have just been very emotional together so you know that's sort of one example but at the end of that coaching she you know she was amazed that I was able to remain calm detached and focused on helping her to pull through you know, she wasn't able to do that herself because of the emotion that was involved with it. So there is value in having that detachment, but still uh, a commitment to the client's agenda and making sure that the whole thing remains focused on what they say is their goal. So in the average coaching relationship we're talking about, how do you actually even determine the goals? Is that set by the coachee, the client? Or yes, abs- it- yes, absolutely. So so one of the so so just speaking about the way that I set up my coaching with a with a client. So somebody approaches and say, "I'm oh, interested in some coaching." We'll have a fifteen minute sort of free consultation and talk about the coaching. They ask some questions and so forth, and then in the next little while, there's a there's a client enrollment form, which which the client has to outline um, some information to me about the background, what it is they want to be coached on, what's the background behind it. Um, a little bit of family information and so forth. And then before each session, we have another form, which is which is a pre-coaching form where they spell out specifically what it is that they want to achieve in the coaching session, in that particular session. 
And then after the after the session, there's also a period of reflection, both for them and for me. And for them, they complete a form within 24 hours after the coaching, saying, "Well, did they did they achieve their, their goals for what they wanted out of the coaching? And do they have enough resources to be able to achieve what it is that they're now going away and, and, and doing? And and these sort of these sort of questions. And so it is very much all about the client as to what is their agenda, what it is that they want to achieve as a big picture and then through the process of the the coaching which goes on you can't see my hands moving over the course of weeks Mm -hmm. to reach that goal the milestones which are which which we map out together let's say you've got a big goal of losing weight Mm -hmm. over let's say you want to lose and we we boil that down to a to a smart goal i want to lose i want to lose 10 pounds in two months yeah then we bring that we bring that back to um, to some smaller milestones. Okay, well, what does that mean for for this week, for the end of the month, for six weeks, and so on? What is it that your targets for that? And then we then we bring that down to a more detailed level. What does that mean for uh, for for your food program? What does it mean for your exercise program? And and we can we can monitor that as we go through. So obviously you can get a personal trainer to to help mm-hmm. you do that, yeah. and they'll be a subject matter expert. And in fact, a personal trainer might be one of the solutions that you come up with. Say, so, okay, I want to hire a personal trainer to help me to to uh, to to achieve these things at the gym. But a coach, a life coach, is sort of the, the umbrella, working at a higher level, and and bringing in bringing in the other aspects of your life as well. So, okay, well, how is this going to affect your relationship that you're in? If you're going to be spending, if your plan is to to spend four days a week at the gym, how is this going to affect your work and how is this going to affect, help you to broaden your perspective? So a coach is working at a, at a higher level and can certainly bring in subject matter experts where needed. So I could see that somebody, because of the confusion in the landscape that we've already talked about between a counsellor and a coach and a, a subject matter expert and, and all that, I could imagine that somebody could contact you and when they've told their story, what you actually determine is they really do need a counsellor or what you mm-hmm. determine is they actually need a... a and that's, a, a one, of the, that's one of the requirements when you're certified by the International Coaching Federation is you need to be able to recognise if somebody is not coachable and refer them to appropriate professional, whether it's a doctor or a counsellor or um, in some cases, maybe you've got to refer them to the police. So... You know, so yes, a, counsel, a, a coach with whatever profession you're in, you need to know where the boundaries are. So a person who are. is your potential client may not know those boundaries. No. So they contact you and in the conversation, you help them clarify exactly what they actually do need That's and right. how to best sort of head in that so direction. It, so as a coach, if we've got to dig into the past, we're, we're, we're not doing our jobs. If, I mean, we can look at the past and in the small detail, but if we've got to dig into the past and what happened when you're a, you know, a teenager, what happened when you're a child, what was your relationship like with your mother? You know, those, those are not, those are not the sort of questions that a coach will, will, will be asking. And obviously if it's to do with a specific subject matter area of expertise, you need a professional consultant in to be able to help someone master a skill set. Once again, you'd need to refer them to that uh, yeah. source so, of supply. So coaching is all about the future. So it's assuming you're taking somebody who is coachable, who is a reasonably normal level emotionally, psychologically, and they are they are willing to make the changes in their life that are necessary to achieve the goals that they want to do. So 
Help me understand then, you talk about these companies like GE and, and you talk about um, corporate executives who are getting coaching. What would the average coachee or client say was the benefit that they were getting out of being having a life coach? Or a professional coach. Okay, so I'll go through. We'll go through some of the some of the strengths of coaching. So one of the strengths of coaching is that you're just simply providing someone with a safe and encouraging place to define how they would like to change some aspect of their life or their business. And it's you know it can be very difficult to find somewhere which is safe to be able to talk about these sort of things. So if you're a business owner, um, where do you go and talk to? somebody who Certainly actually understands not the competition <laughs> somebody who under, who understands what mm-hmm. what you're saying so as a as a as a former uh, corporate manager for 20 odd years and and small business owner and uh, you know hedge trading and high pressure world of, of funds management and so on um, that that provides a background for being able to understand the cut and thrust of the, of the business world and what that's like and trying to manage that with other areas of your life. And so as a coach, you typically will, will try and specialize in an area where there are synergies with your with your background. So for me, so for me, I try and, and specialize in, uh, in business strategy, which is what I've done for most of my, my life, my working life. Uh, secondly, with work-life balance, which is a particular passion of mine, uh, having a large family and working in high pressure job environments, having that managing that uh, that conflict that can arise between work and family and your own personal well being because you only got 168 hours of the day. So how can you make all that work together? So you, you, you get how many how many hours in your day? 168 <laughs> hours in a week. Sorry. So how do you make all that? You're a very good listener, Chris. You should be a coach. Uh, and so making all that work, that's a particular passion of mine. And so you can see how your background certainly does influence the way that the areas that people want to coach. Yeah. There are some people who will coach in health and wellness and so mm. forth. Others who will specialize uh, in, say, uh, moving into retirement, that sort of I thing. Life change. Life, that life mm. sort of change. And mm. so providing a safe and encouraging place, but also while a coach is not telling you what to do, but also with the right sort of background that they understand what it is that you're saying. It's not, it's not going to be lost on them. So, but it's also the process of breaking down goals into manageable steps. I think a lot of we can get easily to do that, don't we? It's we? easy to get yeah. overwhelmed. So, oh, you've got some big goal, and yeah, sure, some of us might have some good project management skills, but it's it's amazing the clarity that comes when you actually talk it through. Mm-hmm. And you you so often have people who are just say, "Oh, all I needed to do was talk about it. Now I know what I need to do," yeah. and and. And it seems crazy to to pay somebody for that, but it's very, very valuable. Well, if you get the results, you know, however, it, it, it's worth paying for it if it's going to make the difference. Yeah, that's right. And and at other times we're we're a bit backward looking. So a coach will help you to keep looking forward, keep mm. looking forward. Yes, you might have been through some tough times in the past. You've been through some hardship. You've been through some tough breaks. Uh, and and it's not about minimising those, but it is about looking looking forward. Okay, how can we how can you use what has happened as a springboard for what you really want to achieve in life? And what are the lessons that you've learned over this that, that you can now use to get you to where you want to go? So as you can probably tell from there, one of the, one of the main uh, tools that a coach will use is simply using powerful questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's not, and, that's, and that's not rocket science, but where the skill comes in with a coach is 
keeping things on track and keeping coming up with the right questions at the right time to bring about those aha moments in a client so that they now get the perspective that they need to be able to launch. And of course, you're really empowering the person who is your client to be able to go away and not need you. The whole point of it is not that they continue to need you, but that you actually empower them to achieve what they were intending to achieve or needed to achieve in the first place. Yeah, for that specific goal. But there are certainly clients who will stay with a coach for a long period of time and keep going back with other things. So Mm -hmm. it's very common for an executive to have a coach who works through them over multiple different jobs. You know, and we'll we'll help them to get started in that new job and hit the ground running and really make an impact quickly. Uh, when there's managerial or other issues that come up, political problems that come up at the job, help them to be able to solve those. And when they were, when they're, they're thinking about a new job opportunity, to help them assess the pros and cons and to maybe some hidden impacts that they may not quite see as to what would the impact be of changing their job or staying where they are. So. Yes, it's typically when you're with a coach for a long period of time, you're solving multiple issues one after another. And they're not things that you can't, there's no reason why you can't solve them on your own, but a coach will help you to get them fast, get there faster than you will by yourself. And also to be much more likely to assess all the different impacts of what your decision will have so that you're not making a decision and then finding you've got some regret from it down the track. And I would observe from my own experience and helping a lot of other people that one of our biggest flaws is that every man's way seems right in his own eyes. So mm-hmm. they think that what they're, and then they're, they, they're in the muddy water of emotional responses. And just a, a, um, a third party who's, who is taking care and interest in the situation but not emotionally bought in and not subject to the kind of delusions that we can all fall into yeah. would be invaluable for most people at least at some point in their life you know yeah so it, yeah it's we we may not need a coach all the time uh, we may feel like and now there's a period of time that I can I can go on I've got a plan and I can go away and execute it but uh, there are certainly times when I look back on my life, if I had had a coach, I could have saved myself a whole lot of heartache and a lot of tears and, uh, and, ma- and making some bad decisions because that cloud of emotion and uh, everybody saying different things to you, oh, this is what you need to do, this is what you should do, it can just be overwhelming and very difficult to make the right choice. And obviously then you've chosen to do this because your heart's in it. You have a passion for helping people this way. Well, absolutely. It's just, uh, you know, I think we, I think most of us have a passion for, for helping people. We, even if we're not, it's not just something for extroverts because I'm not an extrovert. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm um, certainly not somebody who you would expect to be, to be, to be a uh, sort of an out there going around helping people type of, type of person. But, you know, if we look, deep down within ourselves, what we do get a lot of satisfaction from is from helping others, from giving out to, from giving to others. And coach, coaching is a wonderful way that, um, that, that I can do that. That's fantastic. So you're at the beginning now of your career, as it were, of getting your coaching going. So if people are interested in following up, okay, they, are you able to take inquiries now? Or are you? Yes, certainly, certainly I am. And I'm, I'm coaching, I'm coaching people now. I'm just, Finishing the, I, I I don't want to date this podcast, but um, 
but yeah, so people a can, qualification that you're getting. Pe- people can people can reach me through the Real Men Twenty Four Seven website. There's a coaching link on the menu there, and also uh, guymarlincoaching.com. Uh, people can can reach me through there, and uh, and like I said before, I offer a, a free consultation. That um, you know, it could be just you asking some questions and seeing whether your situation fits coaching or not. It could be asking finding out a little bit more about me and, and my style with the coaching. So that's, um, I'm, I'm easily reachable th- through that. So there are a couple of limiting limiting aspects of coaching that I want to just, just touch on before we close. And so one of those is that coaching is not meant to get down into your core beliefs. And so uh, this can be, this can be an issue because what, what typically happens is that we have core beliefs, which may be, maybe they've been set from when we were very, very young. Maybe they're our parents, maybe our peers. However they've been set, we've got these core beliefs. And those core beliefs, when they're triggered, result in an automatic, some sort of automatic thought. Okay, maybe we, we, we stub our toe and we think, oh, I'm so clumsy. You know, maybe there's maybe that was formed from in the past where somebody said, "Okay, you're a clumsy or person." Bad things always happen to me, or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so we have something triggers. We have some automatic thought, some automatic emotion. It's typically some sort of behaviour that comes up as well. And you don't mess with that stuff. What we don't mess with is the core belief. Right. So we will certainly mess with the automatic thoughts, and we will look to change those automatic thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the techniques we use to do that is is cognitive behavioural therapy. And that's a process of changing those automatic thoughts to to something which is actually more realistic, more pragmative, pragmatic mm-hmm. <laughs> of what what has actually happened. No, you're not actually clumsy. You you just weren't paying attention, perhaps, to where you were walking. Mm-hmm. So we can change those automatic thoughts, and in the process of that, we can change what your behaviours are and what your actions are as well. But one of the limitations is it doesn't address those core beliefs. Now, those core beliefs will change over time as you change those automatic thoughts. But as you and I both know, our core beliefs can be dead wrong. There mm. is a, there is a right and a wrong, and um, of sometimes of the things that we believe. And so, one of the limitations of of coaching is that it, it doesn't specifically go and target those core beliefs. It does it in a in a roundabout way. So that's one of the limitations I see with it. A um, couple of other limitations is that a, client, a, a coach is not telling the client what is right and wrong. Now that's that's a good thing because we don't want to be we don't want to be preaching to a client. But there are clearly are things in this world. If you believe in absolute, there are some absolutes in terms of right and wrong, especially as Christian men, that we believe that there are some right and wrongs. And so. Uh, as a as a coach, you need to you need to distance yourself from that, and that can leave people. I think can leave people in a slightly incomplete solution. Right. Yeah. So you might need to encourage them to go and talk to someone else who would maybe address some of those. They issues. need to come to their own realization of what is right and wrong, mm-hmm. and so that means it can take longer to get there. Because it's not the coach's place to say, well, look, you're right or you're wrong about that. Um, mm-hmm. If a coach could do that, then they could maybe get to that a little bit quicker. But uh, so, you know, so this and that's both a strength and, in my view, a little bit of a limitation. 
And um, so, and then we've also talked briefly before about, look, if a client is not coachable, if they're wanting to put up walls, if they're just saying, I don't know, I'm not going to answer that, then they're not coachable. You mm-hmm. know, if they're not willing to open up, they're not willing to address uh, what their what their emotions are, what their um, get, move out of their comfort zone, then they're not coachable. And so a coach is is not really going to be effective in those scenarios. Mm. And I guess the same would be true in even in sport. You get some people who simply don't follow the instructions they've been given by their coach, and they end up having to be kicked out of the team or or whatever just because they're just not they're, they're too arrogant or they're too thick in the head or whatever oh, we, to, to we just... see that all the time i can think of someone right now who plays for chelsea who's in the prime of his life in terms of in terms of his sporting career and because who's the coach of spain he's not being selected um because you know for whatever reason the history that's gone on there so yeah <laughs> uh it's it's it it's it can be it can be an issue but look we we each need to go on our own journey don't we well, we'll assume that by the time someone's actually phoned you, they've already crossed a number of those hurdles. They've made up their mind that they really do want some kind of help and support. That's right. And if you're trying to solve everybody's problem, then you're really not solving anyone's. Yeah. So there's enough people who actually want help to to keep uh, a, a keep a coach real busy. Well, more power to you. I think it's really great that you could actually focus. Um, I know with the whole thing with the. Um, a real man 24-7, it just displays the fact that you set that up, that that's exactly where your heart is. You want to input into people in a positive and effective way. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so that so that, and also what we're doing, I guess, a little bit with these podcasts is more looking to to do some teaching, do some input. Yep. You know, we're looking at, at with the people that we've spoken to. It's about providing some ideas. So that's a very separate thing to the, to, to the coaching side of it. Um, so I want to make that distinction and not get people confused with it. But um, but yeah, there we go. Well, it's our privilege to be able to bless you guys that are listening. I'm glad that you could listen in on Guy explaining to me a bit better understanding of what's happening with his uh, direction into coaching. We might have a look at a bit more detail about some of these, the more specific aspects of this in the future. But thanks for being with us. And Guy, thanks for sort of uh, telling us where, how that's all coming together. As it's fun as always, Chris, and don't forget to come over to our website, www.realman247.org. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook, a similar sort of address, facebook.com slash realman247. And you can also reach me at guymullencoaching.com. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.